Hey, Frank. Happy March. Happy March. You know, this was a fast February, even though I guess it was longer than normal. Yeah, January continued to go as long as humanly possible. And then February was like over before it stopped. And before it even started, I mean, and funnily enough, we actually already put out a podcast in March. Can you believe that? Uh, time warp. I am really bad at this podcasting stuff. I never know what day we're recording on, what day we're recording for, what day people listen on. Who knows? <laughs> it's a it's a new month, and uh, while we are recording for the first time in March, you are now listening to the second podcast of March. But you may have been watching Frank for the first time in March because Frank has entered the live stream community. <gasps> I have. Oh, my gosh. You're counting that as, I guess, yeah, it's a part of the family, the merge conflict family of shows. Um, I called mine the Frank show because I'm very unoriginal with titles. But it, it was I had a fun Saturday. So I decided I'm not going to work today. But somehow I ended up in a chat room <laughs> watching um, the famous seven sharp nine um, doing some F sharp talk in the morning. I had so much fun in the chat room. I decided to go crazy, James, and do my own Twitch programming stream. Crazy. No, I'm very I'm very proud of you because I know that you I forced you to do some live shows for Merge Conflict. We've recorded some shows live actually in the past. And that was more like, hey, hop on the Skype call and like we'll magically make it happen. But uh, you successfully, it seems like I was I was out of town, so I didn't get to see it, which is very sad. Uh, but you have successfully entered it. So I'm very curious how it all went uh, and, and what you're thinking about for the future. Ooh, OK, um, well, uh, number one, I think it went well. It was a real blast. But I got to tell you, I freaked out a little bit in the beginning and I realized I am so accustomed to when I speak into a microphone and take a short pause, James starts speaking. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> That's true. Yes, you have a you have a partner in uh, speech microphones, microphone talk, microphone. Yeah, talk. it's I don't know if you exist, who you are, what what's happening. But I know if I talk into this microphone and pause, someone will respond. And it's very convenient. It's a very yes. intelligent person on the other side. Um, but it was weird uh, when you do a show like this. It turns out it's a very solo feeling thing. And which is quite the opposite feeling I had from just hanging out in chat rooms, which feels like a very social thing. But mm. when you're on the other side of the mic, wow, it feels very, uh, very solo. I think that's why got to work on putting the chat window up huge or doing something. I don't know, or just pumping in old recordings of your vo voice. <laughs> it's fascinating because I sort of compare it to being a like a news, like radio news individual, but like, you know, there's so like NPR, there's solo uh, news correspondents where they are reading the news and technically you are performing to a bunch of individuals, but you don't see them, at least on Twitch, they can type to you, but still you're doing things and, and you don't get that feedback. It's not like presenting in front of a crowd. There's not people looking or giving you visual cues. And sometimes the chat is very, very quiet, especially when you're just getting started. Um, Cause that can be one of the biggest attractors is like, Hey, I hit record and stream. And now what, like, what do I do if nobody shows up? 
Yeah, well, you nailed it. And I was just thinking this through now. Um, I started out presenting. And that's how I started with all my community work and all that kind of stuff. And I realized, yeah, I, I couldn't look anyone in the eyes, like you just said. Um, so you are performing for an audience. And so I think as the person on the stage, you still have to do an equally good job, but it's a much harder thing, uh, not being able to take cues from the audience, seeing if a joke lands, like, I think there was a 20 second delay in the chat. It was bad. So here I am doing my stand up routine and I have no idea if it's going over well or not, or if people are just dying. <laughs> it's true. Uh, when you first get started on Twitch or on some of the other services, you don't necessarily have the latency that you would like. Once you become an affiliate or a partner, they will drop that down. Uh, my connection, it's only a, a few seconds, if anything, at this point, uh, as far as the delay goes. But even still, regardless, a few seconds can seem like a lot of time. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Oh, and I had no idea. I thought that was purely technical limits. I had no idea that that was actually some kind of throttle or something like that. Um, but as you said, um, it was most scary in the beginning. But once people started chatting and responding to things, I would say um, th things were uh Things felt more, you know, lighthearted, easier, that kind of stuff. I also started taking a few moments, which I really debated on. I'll get your opinion on this. Is it good to take a break and just read the chat room and respond to the chat room? Or do you try to um, do that continuously? I think I personally found that taking a break and reading the chat room worked better for me. I try to do both. Um, it depends because sometimes I get in the flow of coding and I'm doing some stuff and the chat will just kind of go. and. I think it's okay to say, oh, okay, I'm going to, let's see what, let's see what the chat is up to, you know, and you kind of, you make them part of, of your stream. So I always try to do it while it's happening because there is some time sensitive information. My favorite part of streaming is when people in the chat room, um, fix my code or help me out. And then that's a real time paired programming, uh, mechanism, which I think is really great. But then sometimes we're on a topic or I'm coding and then the chat just goes all off just in different markets. And that's when it's good to stop, take a breather. And um, I, I sort of think of it like, hey, a bunch of my friends are gathering around and sometimes people are having side stories and you want to kind of catch up on them. And, th and that's OK. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think I could work with that. I, I think the chat room is kind of the most fun part of it. I like it. I like using the Twitch stream as kind of a social excuse, I'm not trying to do a perfect uh, YouTube. You know, that's the gold standard in videos these days. I'm not trying to do a perfect YouTube video, just trying to kind of have fun with the community and hang out with people on a Saturday. I got to pick what day to do these because I think maybe I'm jumping to the end here, but I think I've decided that um, I want to do these pr probably weekly. Um, yeah. So how do you pick which day to do it on? That's hard. People have schedules and such. Yeah, I, I, I kind of run it just like how we run the podcast. Same day, same time, every week go. Uh, even if you're doing it multiple times a week, it's good to have a nice little schedule. There's panels at the bottom of your Twitch stream where you can tell people like when you're streaming and doing stuff. Um, I, I pick Fridays because it's sort of my 10% time at work. Do, do you know about 10% time? Do you know that? Oh, no, uh, I think I heard about that first with 
Google, they gave you like open source time. Is it kind of like something like that? Yeah, similar. I took this from um, some of my friends and Heather and some different different people at different companies and, and similar to what Google did. It might have been 20% time or something like that that they did. But the whole concept was go and do something for X amount of time that you're passionate about, but still applies to the company. So it may not be the project that you're working on, but you're building a skill, you're contributing some other way. So for me and my team, I like to say here's 10% time, which is four hours for all intents mm-hmm. here on whatever day you want. But I like to say Fridays because it's quarter sign to the end of the week and people leave early anyways. So take four hours and go maybe learn something, do something. And I've been dedicating that to Twitch time. So that's been good for me. And it works well for Pacific and East Coast and Australia, but not necessarily Europe if they're going to come watch me. But that's how I picked my time. And I I put it on my calendar and I say, this is my Twitch time from noon. I put from noon to five because like once lunch starts, it gives me some ample buffer room so people don't schedule meetings with me. But that's how I picked. But it doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't matter what yeah, time. Doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter. No. Okay. What works, whatever <laughs> works for you, that's oh. what's important in the Twitch streaming. Oh, see, I was taking the opposite tack because uh, there were some uh, nice UK people watching. And so I was like, I'm going to work around their schedule. And then I remembered how terribly off Pacific time is from uh, GMT time. I'm like, oh gosh, our schedules just don't line up. So maybe I'll do a morning show. I like mornings, those are fun. Oh boy. Um, so I did, um, I picked a funny topic. I don't want the show to be all F sharp, but I decided I'm just going to start with F sharp just because it's fun. No one else really does it that often. And I had, uh, like I said, just been watching an F sharp show that morning. And so I decided what's fun. Let's write an open source library. Let's write a tool. So you know, you know, our problem making this podcast is coming up with the topics. So I was like, I'm going to come up with the first topic I think of uh, writing this tool that I've wanted for a while. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah, that's the best sort of stuff. So if it's open source, that's really huge because I watch um, Suze Hinton all the time and she big in the JavaScript IoT space. She's always working on projects, getting people to do pull requests, reviewing the pull requests, getting people active. And it's the same on my channel, right? I used to do a bunch of little topics here and there. And then I said, I'm just going to pick up a project and continue to work on it. And that's mostly worked well for me, except for now I've been working on that project for a year, (laughs) which is good and bad because I don't work on it at any other times. I only work on it on the stream. I think that's kind of cool because if had you been watching, you can kind of see this progression and the things I go through and integrate new features. So um, I'm glad that you picked something. And did it go well? Like, did you feel good? Yeah, it went way better than I thought. Um, So (laughs) I was worried about some parts, uh, as in like actual coding complexity, like it was things I haven't done before. I knew the majority of it would go pretty easily, but I was worried about that one spot. And totally, I slowed down. I had build errors for probably a good solid half hour, you know, before slowly working through and figuring out how to use the library I was trying to use. I was trying to use the um, F-sharp compiler service in this tool itself, written in F-sharp. It was a very meta thing. It was kind of confusing to keep explaining on the stream because there were like 
type systems everywhere. It was a little confusing, <laughs> but um, it ended up working out really well. And I ended up um, copying and pasting code from old projects to help get me through those tough little parts. But it's funny, um, of all the responses I've gotten from people and out of all the clips people were taking, they seemed to like the parts where I was struggling the most. And I find that annoying. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't mm. like struggling. Not my favorite part. No, but that's for a viewer, sort of the most important part. You think so? It's terrible. Like, because I'm nervous. Like, I'm like, oh, God, what if I can't figure this out? Normally, I'm lucky. If I can't figure something out, I can spend four hours on it. But I'm not going to spend four hours on it on the stream. So got a little nervous there. But thankfully, yeah. actually, um, 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 some help from the chat room. So that was always appreciated. So the chat room was doing its job. I have high expectations for the chat room. That's good. And that's, that's what the chat room is there for. I mean, to be honest with you, they are the interaction. Uh, so you're pretty successful, but let's Tarantino this. And let's go back to the beginning. Someone's brand new. You're br I mean, we've talked about some of the stuff I've used, but I don't think you've ever gone any further than that. What did you do? How did you get started? What's your setup? Because what I want to do on this podcast is demystify that you need to have all the crazy tools, cameras, decks, lights, widgets, pop-ups, things to do stuff. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any of that, for sure. I kind of want some of it, but <laughs> I definitely didn't have any of it. Um, and I totally, just for context here, jumped in. So I had been wanting to do a kind of twitchy thing for a while. I think I used to joke on this podcast that when I'm writing code myself, I narrate it in my head anyway. I think that's, I'm always practicing for a presentation. I'm like someday I might have to present this code or explain this code to someone. So might as well explain it to myself while I'm coding it. And so I think I've always kind of enjoyed narrating while I code. And so this was a perfect outlet. And yet, James, I never did it because... All those things you just said, um, I didn't know how to do any of them. I was embarrassed about like what my apartment would look like. I wanted to put up, I don't know, drapes. You're supposed to like green screen, green screen. Yeah, I guess I could have just put Hawaii in the background or something like that. But they say like in YouTube, like every item in the scene is supposed to have significance. And I'm like, it's kind of the opposite for me. These are all very insignificant items to me. Please don't read into any of this stuff. Anyway, jump on in. So uh, I knew one thing. I knew I needed software to do the screen recording and all that. And I remembered that it was called OBS. So I typed OBS into my computer. And <laughs> yes. my computer said, I have OBS. So I oh. clicked run OBS and it crashed. And I was like, great. <laughs> Ideal. But, you know, yeah, I know. Um, but um, I run Catalina. And so I'm accustomed to this. <laughs> Many apps that worked for decades no longer work. So um, went to the OBS site, downloaded the newest version. Ran, ran first time, second time. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if like the UI has improved or if I've gotten smarter slash wiser over the years, or I don't know what happened, but I found the software to be absolutely delightful. 
I like setting up scenes. I like adding things to it. I like moving things around. Uh, I kept playing with the resolution of my screen because I knew I wanted big fonts, but do you want to scale up your fonts or do you want to scale up all the Chrome? Because if you open a different window, then you want the native resolution to be different. I had fun. I really love OBS, James. It's uh, surprisingly amazing, uh, and I've seen it evolve over the last years that I've used it. And I went to a few talks at Twitch with the developers that work on it because it's all open source and kind of, I mean, it's free. So it's, yeah, it's, I don't know how people make money. I mean, they're sponsors, <laughs> right? They're sponsors, okay. but uh, like Twitch and Facebook and Logitech and stuff like they're sponsor projects and you can sponsor the project yourself. But it is kind of quite Amazing. The full developer, Hugh Jim Bailey, is has his own Patreon feed and it's very apt to to kind of working on it. But it, it's relatively spectacular that so many people use this wonderfully open source piece of software that is not the most pleasant thing to look at or to get a grasp of, but also not the most difficult. For, you know what I mean? For what it's doing. Hundred percent. Um, actually, I'll get into one problem I had with it later. But for now, I want to sing compliments. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted like a couple different scenarios, like um, maybe a slide up for an intermission if I want to take a break, or a slide up if I don't want to have my webcam on, something to show, or if I don't want to have my desktop on. And I was like, "Gee, I wonder how I'm going to create these different kinds of scenes." And then I looked down, and there's this list called scenes and a button with a plus. And I'm like, "I'm going to hit that plus," and it created a new scene. <laughs> and I was like, "What do you want to add to the scene? Text?" I'm like, "Yes, I want to add text. Image? Yes, I want to add an image." It was just simple. I loved it. Um, I feel like it would work well if you're doing um, edited videos, too, as for capturing all your raw footage and all that. Use OBS to record, not just stream, and start making some YouTube videos, too. Not getting into that. That's way too much work. But <laughs> real-time streaming seems easier. Yeah, I use it, in fact, for doing all of my YouTube video as well, because you have your scenes and I there's there's scenes, but there's also collections kind of like profiles. I mean, so there's mm -hmm. profiles. So I have a James stream. I have a Nintendo stream profile and then I have a like video capture one and each profile has the scenes and the settings of each of them. So by default, you're you're some default untitled profile. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good because Everything is at your fingertips. Like you can just log into your Twitch account. It just kind of works. And you're right. The, the terminology makes a lot of sense. You're transitioning between scenes uh, and like a show, like a show, right? You have like, here's a commercial break and now it's on this ad or now it's like on the intro or it's on the outro. And these are kind of things that you're used to. Yeah. Um, maybe I can pick your brain for a moment. How do you deal with it with a, do you use a multi-monitor setup for doing this or a single monitor setup? And how do you prevent um, doing the whole inception thing to people? Like I would want to bring up OBS and change some settings, mm -hmm. but it would create, you know, a mirror world, <laughs> the evil yeah. mirror world. Yeah. So this is the this is the trick in general. So uh, Suze Hinton has a great blog post. I'll put a link into our show notes to my live stream setup. I have a Git gist on github that i have i usually keep it oh pretty boy. up to date config files i'm getting scared no 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 it's it's just a very much like hey how do you set up your software and like here's how i do it um oh okay 
It's just a blog entry that's not a blog entry. (laughs) It is a blog entry that's not a blog entry. That is exactly what it is. Um, And now Suze has a great blog post um, about how she uses a single Mac, MacBook Pro to do it. And what she does is she only captures the top left of her screen. You know what I mean? And then she makes OBS like the bottom right or whatever off the side. And then whatever she wants to be on stream is on the top left. So she says, here's the IDE, which is going to be in the top left, which is cool. Now, I use two computers. Ah, trickery. Yes. So I thought you were going to say use multiple desktops. I thought that was going to be the more elegant solution here. So I'm really curious about the whole cropping thing. I guess that makes sense because it's pretty simple. You can just move the cropping rectangles around. Now, how exactly are you pulling off two computers? <laughs> so the first question, the first question is why two computers and not just two <laughs> monitors? I'm um, just I don't even want to start. Just start talking, James. Educate me. <laughs> so the reason I don't use two monitors is because that's what I did when I started. And the problem I have there is that my main computer is older. It just can't handle doing the stream, the video encoding, um, capturing my GoPro that I use, doing all my mic input, and also coding and compiling and deploying to emulators and simulators. It just can't handle it. And when my computer comes under so much stress, you start to drop frames, just like playing a video game. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. This makes sense. This makes sense. So yeah, you want a media transcoding whatever production what's the word there must be a wonderful like hollywood term for that (laughs) online terminal or something (laughs) yep online terminal i like that yeah Yeah. pretty much and and so what i have done is when i first wanted to stream video games you need a capture card so if i have an xbox or a nintendo switch you can buy something called an elgato hd60 and there's a bunch of these Uh, Some are internal PCIe and some are USB and you buy one of these puppies and um, what it does is you put HDMI in and it will show up as a as a video source inside of OBS on your computer. So I have my main computer, which is OBS. It has my camera. It has my microphone and that computer has a capture card and the other computer goes into it and captures it. Okay. Okay. So are you just capturing one window then and that's the other computer kind of scenario? Yeah, I capture the I capture the whole anything that's on that computer, the whole thing, the whole the whole shebang. So gotcha. when I stream, I have two monitors. On the left is my streaming computer, which is not capturing like the desktop. It's just in info is coming in and, and audio is going out. And then on my other monitor is the other computer, and that's what's being captured. Okay, but to rewind, none of that's necessary. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, a single monitor worked fine. I would pull it up. We would enter the mirror world. I'd change the setting and minimize it real quick. So you can do it all off of one screen too, Um, I guess, if your computer can handle the compiling and transcoding all at the same time. Yeah, okay. But then I did hit one stumbling block. Well couple there's always a couple with me um number one is i just had multiple twitch accounts because 
like an idiot, I sign in with different online services and none of them reconcile with each other. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea which one's called which. So I was just guessing at which of my Twitch accounts to use. That's fine. Who cares? But then I would log into the account and I'm looking for a button. Anything, James, literally anything that says start streaming now or a record button. Just throw me a bone here. Anything. And I'm like, how does this online streaming service not have a start recording button? And it was funny because I would open Twitch on my iPad and it literally had a start recording button. So I'm like, wow, how is the iPad version more sophisticated than the web version? But that's the state of affairs. That's how things are. And it turns out, and I just guessed at this and I got right, you start recording from OBS itself. There's some magic server thing happening. And you press the record button and magic happens. And it just starts going live. And it freaked me out at first. (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. So there's a big uh, there's two big scary buttons that are right next to each other <laughs> inside of OBS. <laughs> I want to start streaming. I want to start recording. And you don't want to hit start streaming when you actually meant to record because then you're streaming. And yeah, when you log into your account on OBS, there is a key. Previously, you had to enter this key. You had to go to twitch.tv, get the key. This magical key allows anybody in any service to stream to Twitch as you. So it's that magical. Careful. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very careful with it. And you can reset it, of course, but very careful. Now, um, you can just log in with your Twitch account and then it magically knows how to do it. Um, yeah. And then it just uses RTMP. RTMP. That's what it is. Oh, so it is a standard protocol. Interesting. Standard protocol. Yeah. All of them use it. YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, RTMP, all of them. Real-time messaging protocol. So I must have gone through this setup once before. Um, thusly, OBS was already installed on my computer mm. because the API key was already in the settings. Mm. So I had the awkward task of going through my various Twitch accounts to figure out which one that was actually going to post to. So I had to reverse yeah. API key. <laughs> yeah, I'm now, so dumb. <laughs> now what you can do is you should be able to go into OBS's settings and you can just select Twitch as a source. You can log in and then... You'll see the chat room. You'll see all your settings inside of OBS's docked stations. It's amazing. Oh, cool. Okay. So maybe I should re-authenticate or something yeah. in there. Do that. Probably. But cool. it's good to know that you just installed OBS, you had a key, and you just streamed. And you had a camera, right? You have a camera, a webcam. And, a, and the microphone you have is this microphone. You got that to show up and work, I assume. Yeah. Totally, totally. Uh, So I lucked out on the microphone. I I went through the OBS settings at first, and I was pretty sure it was doing the right microphone. It's tricky on Macs because they're some built-in microphones, so you got to be careful not to select that puppy. Mm. But James, as always, I did have, in fact, mic trouble throughout the recording. Oh, no. Here's what happened. Kickoff, I'm super nervous because, like I said, I said some words and I paused and you didn't speak. And that freaked me out at first. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I have to speak now. So that happened. And then uh, some of the first things from the chat room was uh, your audio is panned all the way to the right. (laughs) So you're not coming (laughs) in through the left headphone. Oh, yeah. Classic, classic. I don't know what I did wrong. Um, I looked at the mixer and indeed the mixer buttons. Hardware button was in mono versus stereo. So I played with the mixer that didn't help things i found one setting in obs that seemed like a great place to set my option 
and it said I needed to restart the stream. And I said, I can't do that. Not not restarting this. We're going full forward. <laughs> uh, but now that I think about it, it's actually kind of fine to restart a stream, isn't it? It doesn't really bother people too much. Or does it? Uh, pretty much terrible. Um, okay, yeah. don't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so it depends because once the stream stops, sometimes it doesn't auto restart and they might see another ad and that becomes a problem. Um, then they oh, leave. ads. Oh, yeah. Those things are pretty bad on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. my my assumption here is what has happened that most people, if you're getting started, probably won't run into is we use a mixer, an audio interface that we have set to mono. And what happens here is when OBS picks it up, it thinks it's in stereo. So even though it's coming in in mono, um, it's only getting one side of it. So you need to go into the advanced audio mixer and say, make my microphone mono. There's a checkbox. Yes. And so I found the wrong checkbox, basically. <laughs> There's two checkboxes. Yeah. I found the wrong yeah. one. Yes. Uh, but thankfully, the chat room came to save me. And through some very slow 20-second latency delayed messages, uh, pointed me to the right setting. And I filled everyone's, both of everyone's ears. <laughs> so here, here's the pro tip. Here's for people getting started before you get going. There's a few things I would like to, to point people to because Frank is absolutely correct. You can go to OBS, get your webcam, set up a few things, go, boom, right? Um, two things, two of my top top <laughs> recommendations. Um, there is a twitch.tv um, like stream tester. Let me see what it's called. If you just type twitch.tv stream tester, where is it at? Mm -hmm. Twitch, Twitch well, stream tester. Hold on, let me, let me go through this. Okay. Twitch stream okay. tester. There's a inspector.twitch.tv. I'll put this in here. Now, this is cool because what you can do is you can you can stream to Twitch. It gives you a special code to append onto the end. It's like a test stream. And in the inspector, it will analyze your bandwidth up and down to make sure that all of your settings are correct. And if you're dropping frames or not, super important. So really, really nice. That's number Interesting. one. Cool. Yep. So you can do that without worrying about accidentally broadcasting. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Number two, before you actually go and stream for the very first time, just do a test recording. Hit the start record button. Okay. Do five minutes of shenanigans. Test out your settings. Hit stop recording. Watch that back. And you'll know it, that's what your users will see. It's great. That's perfect. Um, I I probably should have done that. <laughs> Especially, we'll get into the other newbie mistake I made around recordings, but we'll we'll get there too. Um, I I still don't think I would have caught this one though, because would I have been able to tell it was mono, not stereo? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. In your eardrums, in your eardrums, the way it would have been. Oh, I wasn't out of one using side. I wasn't using headphones. I might not have noticed. Mm. That was one good thing over doing a podcast. No need for headphones because there's no one talking to me, so I don't have to hear anything. Mm. That's true. Yeah. So that was unless fun. you're listening to music and then you would need that. What's your what are your feelings on background music? Is that something you do on Twitch background? Uh, it, there's a debate. So funnily enough, uh, Clancy, James Clancy, he he listens to music in his eardrums, but he doesn't broadcast that out to Twitch. 
no, see, I won't do that. We're, we're so. a group. We're, we're either listening to it together or we're not. Yes. So I, James Montemagno, I like music at a very low level. I have it at, I have the music at like 1%, so very faint in the background just goes. I use a service called Pretzel. Uh, it's pretzel.rocks. That'll be in the show notes there. And the reason I use this, because let's say you just use Spotify. Um, use Spotify and you're listening to music, you're using iTunes. And when you're streaming, it's all going to be great. But then as soon as your stream ends and you have a video or you upload that to YouTube later, all of your audio is going to be censored because that is music that you're not allowed to rebroadcast. So shame on you. Sure. Okay. (laughs) So all of your audio, anything at all that you say while the music is playing will be muted out. So that's the downside if you want to have an archive. So I use pretzel.rocks, which has a bunch of different categories of chill music and EDM and hip hop and all sorts of things. And it's all DMCA, uh, DMCA free music. And I pay, I don't know, what is it? Let me see here. $5 a month because who doesn't have some subscription that's $5 a month? <laughs> or $60 a Leeches. year. And that's Leeches. pretty good for me. $60 a year for free music is pretty good. I just like yeah, something, honestly, just something royalty free music. I mean, it's hard. Like if you search for royalty free music, you go to the some of the worst ends of the Internet. And so paying for a legit service actually works out pretty well, I would say. I'm not doing it, but I'd hate to go to those other websites. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. what virus am I getting today? Uh, so I'm not sure. Did you answer my question, though, from an audience perspective, uh, music or no? Oh, I think I think relatively positive, to be honest with you. Um, I always have as long as it's at the right level and it's not really distracting. Um, mm-hmm. People have been really positive and all the music that comes from Pestle.rocks. I have the one that is like um, basically there's not a lot of there's not a lot of heavy vocals at all. It's mostly just background music like, you know, yeah, elevator music, but better. Um, so to me, it's really good as long as the levels are really good and it's not interrupting your flow on like YouTube playback. Some people have complained, but not too much. There was one time where I did a a actual presentation uh, stream. So I had just done a presentation at work or something. I was prepping for a presentation. It was like, what's new in Visual Studio 2019 or something. I was like, I'm just going to do this presentation today and just sort of go off and answer questions at the end, like a like a webinar. And I had music on for that. And people were like, it was kind of distracting because you were actually doing a presentation. Whereas I'm just live coding, not really doing a presentation. So music is sort of helpful in general in that regard. So, yeah, it's interesting because I noticed kind of for the first time shows on YouTube that I would swear, swear on a Bible that did not have music in the background. When I crank up the sound, they all have music in the background. So there must be something to it, about it. it. I don't know. It just fills the void. Maybe it's a little creepy just having a voice without some kind of background hum or something. I don't know what it is. That's why it's really curious to hear your opinions on it. And I like the fact, honestly, that you like music. I definitely don't need the music to program to. I concentrate better, I think, without it. But I always use music to get started programming. I don't need it like to continue though or anything like that, but just to fill the void so it's not a empty background. Yeah. yeah. So 
Um, you mentioned one thing earlier, and I was curious about this. Um, I said I started a project on there, and it's an open source project, but I honestly don't think it's going to be that useful to too many other people. <laughs> but it, it's fun to work on and all that kind of stuff. Um, I asked everyone at the end, should I limit myself to only working on this during the stream? And I was genuinely curious. I wasn't sure what the protocol was. And pretty much everyone said, yes, <laughs> stream only, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you agree with that? I agree with that. I think that I think that's nice because then people are it's like listening to a podcast or watching a show. You don't imagine if you started watching a show and then magically episode two is just missing. And you're like, what happened? You know, um, <laughs> And that's really that's really the 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 kicker there is unless you're doing your own pull requests and you're like reviewing your pull requests in the beginning, but then why didn't you just live stream that? I guess you know, and, and that's sort of what I think of is when I'm working on handsome informs. I would like to work on it a lot more. I could be way more done, but then I don't because I want to just kind of you know make it happen as it kind of goes. That's kind of really, my uh, thought. I, I'm not good at restraint, James. <laughs> Like when that pod, my podcast, when the show ended, I had so much energy and so many ideas for like what else to do with the app. I'm like, should I just do a second episode right away? And I'm like, no, Frank, stop, breathe, <laughs> you know, let the episode like finish and be out there. And so I'm, so I have multiple feelings here, James, and I want you to walk me through all of them. Okay. Number one, um, is it okay to just work on something once a week? I've never paced myself like that. I obsess over things and then finish them and then abandon them. That's what I do. Once a week, really? That's fine. Can I do it more than once a week? Yeah, you can do it more once. You can you can code every day if you want to. Okay, that won't annoy people if I'm just like, hey, working on this project again. Nope. I think you have to be comfortable because when you live stream, it is a, it, you have to be, aware that, hey, I am live streaming right now, which means you you do you're a different person a little bit on the live stream, not completely, but you're doing you're, you're engaging with the chat. You're at a different cadence in general and the video camera is on. So if people are upstairs banging around, you know, and <laughs> doing whatever you're expecting a package and that, that's going to happen on air and you just kind of have to prep yourself for it. But uh, no, I know I watch uh, Adam who does this like bot land, like, you know, game or whatever he's worked on. He's streamed for, like 700 days straight. So just, yeah, just goes to town to go for it. Have a schedule. <laughs> just though. go like, for if you're it. Gonna, if you're going to go Monday to Friday at 10 a.m., do it Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. Just go for it. OK, I was thinking regular schedule, but then can you interrupt it every so often? But whatever. These are the little details I'll figure out along the way. I'm not trying to build an audience of billions here. So <laughs> <laughs> just trying to have a little bit of fun because I think it honestly, it, it was so much fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, it would have been more fun if you were answering my questions in my ear. But aside from that, I had so much fun. Good. That, that And that's what's important because all of the whiz bang features all of the stream schedules, all of the the things, the the you know, once you once you have to enjoy it, right? And I think that when I talk about how we got into podcasting or why a podcast or if people should start a podcast, I just just go for it. Just start. And if you like the experience of it and you enjoy that, then all the other bits 
will happen later on, right? We didn't have the best audio equipment when we started. We didn't have the best website. We didn't have the best. We still don't have the best of everything, right? But we've grown our collection because we enjoy it, right? We didn't do it to make money. We do the podcast because we like it. I like to do the live streaming because I like it. I like coming in and uh, I know, you know, Janice and I know Mortal and I know all these different people that are coming in my chat room. Uh, and, and then sometimes I meet them in real life and I'm like, oh, that's the, the person behind the, the username, you know, and it kind of blows my mind like, oh, that's cool. And it's like a bunch of people and friends hanging out um, and coding and that's it. Making coffee. That's what I do. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and thanks, everyone uh, that listens to this show, because you help pay for the microphone that made my audio so good on that show. It's <laughs> true. But yeah, I think all my best content will still be with you, James, but all my all that nerdy F-sharp content, I have a place to put it now. <laughs> Good. I like that. Good. Well, you can go to what? Twitch.tv slash Frank Krueger? Uh, yeah, I think it is slash Frank Krueger. I believe that's the account I settled on. <laughs> the 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 only one that's not slash Perclarum. So perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I tried. I don't think I have access to my own account. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, well, go check them out. Go hit that follow. If you want to follow me, I, I stream on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, and that's at James Montemagno, twitch.tv slash James Montemagno. Everything is James Montemagno, so it's there uh, in general. But yeah, I'll put some links to some of that stuff. If you have more questions about live streaming getting started, hit us up in one of our Twitch chats uh, or um, send us an email. Go to mergeconflict.fm, you know, what you'd like to hear more. If this was interesting to you, I kind of put Frank on the spot since he just randomly got started. But I get so many questions about this all the time that I'm glad we actually had a got a chance to step back to the beginning part for you, Frank. Yeah. And thank you, James, for answering all the questions I really should have asked you before doing it. <laughs> but <laughs> this, hey, this worked out, too. Exactly. And you just got to get started. So there you go. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Of course, go to MergeConflict.fm. Like I said, you can hit the contact button. You can tweet us. You can do all the things. You can now interact with both of us live on the internet on Twitch.tv. So um, that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>